0: That's bad, or? Oh no, uh, my internet connection is pretty good, and we're live, guys. Um, so, yeah, hold on, Marty We've had a really good result with the game against Liverpool, and right now we're looking at the impending really hard schedule ahead of us. And the first game that we're looking forward to, and the one that we're previewing right now, is the LW. So Farouk, uh, how do you feel uh, just from the game in midweek and just general thoughts as a Madridista?
1: Yeah, man, like, uh, what, what, you know, what a week to be a Madridista, honestly. Like, I think that's, uh, <clears throat> that's, I would say, the best game I've seen in a while and, like, the game that actually, you know, made me happy, you know, in a while. And it's like, I'm not the most, you know, I'm not someone who is going to jump out of my seat and what is on what is on for a game, but uh, I mean, in my own way, that that was, you know, the best game I've seen in a while. And, honestly, like, uh, it was a victory to be proud of, honestly, because uh, the way we played, you know, we took the game to them and, you know, scoring five on the goals, like, I mean, it's no main feat, honestly. Like, uh, honestly, like, uh, kudos to all of our players, you know, every single player on the pitch, you know, even, uh, even I mean, Kudua had the, had the, you know, the mistake and what is it, what is not, but he has so much credit in the bank for every single player on the field, actually, you uh, in the shift, and I can understand, you know, the the nerves in the first 10 10-15 minutes. But yeah, it's you know how you it's how you start the game, but how you end it that's you know more, much more important. And honestly, like kudos to the guys for you know uh, standing up, you know, <clears throat> in what you know what they call I don't know the fortress of Anfield. You know, so it's 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 so we've seen a lot of you know giants being slayed and you know completely under the pressure. There. but really it was. I mean, the point is having such a game at such an You know, as such an avenue, it makes it even all the more merrier. You know, like it's, it's, I mean, with all due respect, like, uh, this, this, you know, this is not, you know, Lazio at Olympico, you know, this is, uh, this is not Napoli at the Maradona, you know, like this is Liverpool at Anfield, man, you know, so it's, 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 it carries a whole different gravitas, you know, to be honest. So, yeah, it was then, as I said, you know, the, the way of the victory was. I just, you know, honestly, that made my week like, as I told you before, we said the week has been up and down, but you know, honestly, like, just whatever happens, I just go back, you know, to watch some highlights from the game and, you know, and honestly, like, Vini, 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 just, you know, Vini, Vini, Vini. I mean, yeah, man, let me not, you know, <laughs> take too much of that. So, yeah, it was a really good week.
0: Yeah, well, if Farouk says it, it was a really good game to watch, then it's like a really good game to watch. <laughs> Because he is some someone who really appreciates entertaining football, and that game was really entertaining, man. I've Gotta say, and it like uh, just to add on to what Faruk said, uh, it wasn't just too, uh, like it wasn't just a good game. It was just the even watching the highlights after the game, like especially like watching Jamie Carragher's reaction ah, post match yeah, and his reactions. Yeah, I
1: know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are all like. like re- Just feed it into my veins, like uh, Yadu said. (laughs) I mean, honestly,
1: like those reactions, those reactions were, you know, like they were totally warranted, man. Honestly, like the point is, uh, there's always been, you know, a sense of arrogance around, uh, honestly, like Liverpool players, you know, just to name a few, like uh, Robotson, you know, uh, Pete Van Dijk, you know, James Mullen, and so on and so forth. There will always be a sense of arrogance around them, honestly. So it's, 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 you know, I mean, when you're winning, you know, that sense of arrogance has been seen as, oh, it's a winning mentality, you know, it's confidence and this is that, you know, but when you start to lose, then, you know, that arrogance starts to get a negative vibe to you because we've been here, like, you know, people like Jamie Carragher are the ones who, you know, who've that, you know, arrogant characteristics of Liverpool side, you know, they've you know, lauded it and created it, and with all due respect, yeah, that's fine, because all winning teams, all champions, you know, have that air of arrogance with them, you understand but, yeah, it was you know, you know, it was high time, honestly, like you know, it has been long overdue, but it was nice that it
0: came out at our hands as well. Yeah, and it was especially like really encouraging for me because we were missing maybe a maybe a couple of players that we actually, usually usually uh, used to seeing in the lineup. And still, we managed to get like a really good job. Well done. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's the thing actually. You know, uh, I can't remember who I was reading, but I was reading uh, one of the you know the the, the, the reports after the game. And the person, the author of that, you know, article was actually saying that this. Okay, you can understand players like karen Benzema, you know, you can understand players like Luca Comberditch, you know, you can understand these players because like players like Tony cross and what is and what is not. But how can you explain Vinicius Jr.? How can you explain Kamavinga? You know, how can you explain Militao? Like these are players that you know came. They are not ingrained in this Real Madrid DNA. You know? They joined the team 18 months ago, 24 months ago. How are they able to you know understand? what this, you know, when the Champions League Anthem plays, like, they just go to a whole different level. Like, how can you explain this? You know, that continuity from, you know, from the era of the Zidans you know, to Cristiano, you know, to now the Vini's and the Camavingas and the Rodrigo's, like, how do you explain that continuity? Like, what kind of, how, I don't know. It's it's really, it's just, you know, an enigma, honestly, Like you just, this, there are some things that, you know, you, you just can't explain. You just have to, you know, see how man, that's, that, that's that's something, honestly. Like, whatever Real Madrid does to their players for the Champions League, I mean, a lot of clubs, you know, needs to needs to just employ researchers to research on that and, you know, be able to implement it at their clubs as well. Really, it's, it's, it's amazing, honestly. Of
0: course, Farouk. And, well, yeah, like, if you want to hear more about, like, uh, the uh, Liverpool game, you must go and check out our post-match uh, uh, review with uh, Javier and uh, Doris and... Uh, Sunir of course. So, yeah. Anyways, I feel like this is a good time to get, you know, get back from the high pedestal of the Champions League and get back into La Liga. <laughs> but... ah,
1: ha, 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 ha. That's the thing, honestly. Like, I don't want to get out of that high, honestly, because as i said <laughs> numerous times, I feel like, you know, the eight-point that Barcelona has, it's almost an honestly level lead, and especially now that they're out of the European components again, so... Yeah, man. Honestly, like I just still feel I just want to still write that high. Honestly, like I want to remain where I am. But as you said, it's true. Whether we like it or not, you know the fixtures are there. And especially when it comes to you know a game such sort of, as a derby, like irrespective of what the position in the league is or what is or what is not, like this is a matter of pride and prestige. You know our honor is literally on the line in this game. So you know it's a game that we need to show up for. Honestly,
0: it's not just this game. We literally have to like win every single game in La Liga to just to win the title. Because that's just how competitive Barcelona are going to be.
1: I mean, what do you want to bet? I mean, I can bet something that we can win all our games and see what we're thinking. I mean, that's how <laughs> honestly, that's how pessimistic I am about this, you know, about the title, honestly, to be honest. Uh, I. Uh, but You're right. I feel like if we can win all our games, obviously, I think uh, by winning all our games, uh, there's a very, very high chance, you know, that we will win the league. But the point is can you win all your games? I mean, the thing is, we will go to Anfield and score five. And if this game wasn't against... If this game wasn't the Derby, if it was, let's say, against, uh, I don't know, that's us not say Elche, because Elche has been winning that. But if this game was against Osuna or Valiadoli, you know? Osuna has been flying a bit higher. as well. But let's say if this game was against the teams like Valiadoli, you know? The teams who are just above the relegation zone. We would most likely go and be unable to score. After you've literally scored five at Anfield, you know? You will literally go to Valladolid and be unable to score. You know? But we're lucky that, you know, uh, it's a game against Atletico Madrid. And I've said this before, honestly, like when we always have this kind of run-ins, I feel a bit more relaxed. Because if there's anything, it's the big games that we know how to play. We literally don't know how to play, you know, the small games, but the big games, obviously, like not to sound cocky or anything, but I mean, if you could recall, there was a, a period last year as well where we were playing Sevilla, Inter, I can't remember, you know, at late so I can't remember exactly what the fixture line was, but we won all the games, all of them. All of them. But when you have a run-in, when you are expecting to get maximum points, then you have a draw, you lose, you can score goals. You know, these are the things where, well, honestly, I do, you know, I feel really confident going into these games. But well, yeah, let's see how it goes, man.
0: Of course, man, product We all, as Real Madrid fans, share the same sentiment. Because we all, we know that Real Madrid perform the highest level when they're uh, put against the wall and when the situation really matters. But then, like, I was just uh, looking at a Barca blog, which is a Barcelona blog. And even they were sharing the same sentiment. They were like, oh, like, we are able to play attacking football against Man United or in these big games. The teams come out to attack us. But when it comes to La Liga, like, it's... Eleven men against uh, like sitting behind the ball, and it's always the same thing. And even Barcelona, even uh, with how good they are at grinding out victories this season, they find it hard to you know really outperform like these uh, La Liga teams who have low blocks set up. So well, yeah, like uh, just getting into the Atletico. Actually, can
1: I can I, can I can I say something? It's gonna deviate against from what you're saying, because you just said this, and it actually came from mind immediately after the group you see how good Vinicius Junior was against Liverpool? Can you tell me, like, I don't know if you noticed, but let me just ask you, did you notice anything about the game? between? Can you tell mm-hmm. me what didn't happen in the game? Yeah, like, it's like, Vinicius
0: Jr. of course, uh, in La Liga, we see like three, four defenders uh, ganging up against Vinicius. So, La Liga teams have figured it out. Like, you just stop Vinicius, you basically stop a whole attack.
1: No, no, forget about that. Forget about that. What I actually saw in this game was the fact that Vini wasn't fighting with anyone. No one was fighting Vini. Vini. wasn't fighting anyone. I don't care. Gang up five players against Vini. That's cool. Like, that's your defending, you know? But the point is, don't... They were taunting him. He's taunting them. But in this game, it was just pure football. It was just pure football, you know? Honestly, like, that's uh, that's the thing I loved the most about this game. And after that, I remember we were going to play at Atletico. And I just remember that even the fans of Atletico are even, you know, not even the players themselves fans are saying this and then you go you have the captain saying that and then you go on the pitch and you see like it's literally you know ufc not even you know not even boxing it's ufc man you know honestly like let them just let the guy play you know (laughs) let them just let the guy play honestly like you could see that in the game against liverpool there was just football and nothing else there was no fighting there was no talking back there was you know no racist chance there was nothing just pure football but i think in la liga we would never see this and the point is okay. I also was actually of the of that opinion as well. Like you know, players in La Liga were starting to come out and be like, okay, why is it always Vinicius? Why isn't it Rodri? Why is it in Benzema? You know, why isn't it Kamavinga? Why is it always Vinicius? You know, if that's the case, then there is an issue with Vinicius. But after watching the game against Liverpool, and then I noticed that Trent, Gomez, Henderson, they were just there to defend Vini, you know. They were they did, maybe because they didn't speak the same language. I don't know if that's the case. But they were just there to defend being. They didn't really care about, you know, kicking or shooting because there, was any, there wasn't any malicious kick in the game. There was nothing. Liverpool, you know, considered five goals, but I can't remember any malicious kick in the game. There was no healing 10 foul in the game, you know. It was just a clean game. There was no talking back. There was nothing. Let the boy play and the boy win the ball on the woman. But when there is always, you know, fight, talking back, you know, going back and forth, pushing up. Up and down, but that's the thing, man. I've said this before, and I will say this again Real Madrid as a club, you know, as an organization, La Liga as an organization, they need to do more to protect this. Is you know, this is just it. I'm not asking them to protect him from you know the fouls and no, I'm asking them to talk about players targeting him, you know, speaking to him, you know, fans chat, you know, chanting resistance against him. They need to you know find a way to corrupt this because otherwise. I mean, we're just gonna lose, you know, the, the, the fun we have watching Beanie because in the game at Downfield, man, Beanie for Balumdo all the way Kidian, what's his name? We don't even I mean honestly that's 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 a thing, man. Well, yeah, man, do your thing, man. Sorry for you take me man. Oh.
0: Well, uh, that's a good point. Like it's one thing having like uh, the attention of all the players that I take against you. Uh, them having taunting chance, but then if it's the whole stadium chanting against you like uh, racist chants, then that's like really distracting for you. Like, and I feel like that's a major contributor to Winnie getting distracted in every game. But even if he like does produce like two or three really exciting moments, even against those low, low blocks, like it's these small things that Winnie gets distracted against us, and, and it just spirals out from there. Well. Uh, I feel like okay. Uh, I guess we can talk about Atletico finally now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, un- unfortunately, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. The point is, you know, we come from as you just said right now. You know, you also spoke about you know the Barcelona thing as well. You come from playing such an open, expansive football, and you're literally gonna go to the anti-football right now. You know, you're just gonna go because obviously Atletico is coming to the Bernabéu, so we you know to expect you know a low block as well. You know, and. Honestly, like, Atleti's form this year hasn't been so, you know, uh, hasn't been that sparkling, you know? So, yeah, it's, 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 it's just, you know, uh, it's one of those games where we just have to wait and see how it how it pounds out, now.
0: Well, to be fair, like, uh, they've had some pretty uh, outgoing moments against us whenever they played against us. But usually when they're facing La Liga teams, like uh, teams, even, like, teams from the bottom half of the table, they still employ their low block, which is just... Something, I would say. Uh, but anyways, uh, it seems to be working for them. Like They're still fourth in La Liga. Uh, I guess the gap to Real Sociedad, if they win this game, is just two points. Uh, so they're not doing as bad as we think. Uh, especially, like uh, we were all thinking, hey, Atletico are done for the season. Uh, coming from the first half of the season, where they had a really bad few set of games in. And they couldn't really get any sort of consistency going. So, I mean, yeah, they're coming back into form. Does that worry you, Faruk?
1: Uh A bit. I think this season is gone. But one thing I would say is that you know, uh, I'm just actually looking at the the, the the you know the scores, the games from Atletico pass, and I'm seeing that they've just scored one one goal, you know, in the last five La Liga games. And then they won, you know, three of that, drawn one, and lost just one. And they, even the loss against Real Madrid, which is you know. Uh, it was a loss against us, so it's 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 kind of interesting, you know, to see that because you see, you know, this is Atletico of the past, you know, you know this was the you know the senior team where they could, you know, just grind out a one nil victory one or another, you know, whether they're you know whether they're playing well or they're playing bad, you know, they could just always get that one goal and just you know get through it. But honestly, like I think we need to get Atletico back as well because it's getting so it's getting too predictable, honestly. So. Atleti wouldn't worry me, because, I mean, Atleti had their pump. They went to two Champions League finals, and we, we know. I think Atleti had their pump, you know, went out of the Champions League three times consecutively, and all of them, we eliminated them, you know. So, I mean, not to be arrogant, you know, but all I sound, anything, but it's Atleti, man. I mean, obviously, they're going to give you a lot of headache, you know. I mean, who's going to forget the 2014 or the 2016 Champions League final? No one is going to forget that many times soon. Like. They're going to be, you know... A pain in the ass boy it's just like you know you have your younger brother you know like it's just gonna be he's your younger brother he's gonna be troubled but he's not you know that's to the extent that will make you actually you know panic or something but he's just gonna be always you know a troublesome person But yeah honestly like we need that little to be back to you know to actually compete well I think uh, when it comes to Real Madrid as a Real Madrid fan at least for, for as long as I have known like I haven't felt you know to the, too worried about uh, Atletico Madrid, honestly. Because that's
0: just the team. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, even when Atletico are at their worst, we know they have a certain level of performance that they put against us, especially. But it's always like in the last few, maybe a few, maybe six, seven games that we face against them so far. We've always managed to like, put a really good game against them. We've always managed to have our yeah. players out in form, so we shouldn't be really worried.
1: Exactly, man. As I said, also, I'm looking here, you know, like, in the last five games, we've won three of them, and Atleti have won one. So, yeah, and we've also drawn one of them. So, yeah, as I said, like, uh, I will feel confident, going this game, especially, you know, on the back of the, as uh, I said, like, uh, uh, their their form, which is not optimistically impressive, although like, as you said, also, like, they're gradually claw- crawling back to the top of the table. But, yeah, we just have to, you know, look out for, for what's going to happen, because we know it's going to be a low block, you know, it's just going to be counter-attacking football at its best, so, uh, just have to look out for that. So, and I know we're gonna consider you know, the customary one goal level. We just need to make sure that you know uh, our players like Vinicius Junior have their shooting boots on because, uh, as we know, Vinny can have five, six chances in a game before he eventually buries one. So yeah, we need to just <laughs> uh, make sure that the, the the little chances we get, we need to just you know, uh, bank them in.
0: Like, uh, okay, uh, just uh, going off of that. Paru, were you like really surprised when Vinny actually got the ball in the net? In the first half for the goal because he... I was
1: for <laughs> sure definitely <laughs> <laughs> I was man honestly I was well, I mean that's the thing I want to say I really was because if you could recall it was against the run of play and literally he was in a market like how he even saw that you know you know it's it's testament to how much Vinicius Junior has grown you know honestly like you know this kind of moments actually you know just uh, sort of defies you know it shows you how much you know Vinicius Junior because even I mean he has grown. Even last year, he was good, but I think this year, I think honestly, he's shifted a gear even you know, compared to last year. At least, in my opinion, because at least now we can see him, you know, constantly, you know, even when you, you know have three defenders, four defenders, as we as you just, you know, said right now. I think there were three, four defenders around him, and he still found a way, you know, to find the far corner. So i I personally, I was surprised, honestly, I was. But yeah, man, that's that's what we need, man. We need the the X factors there.
0: Exactly. Uh, all right, and like, but to your other point about uh, Atletico and their low block, I just wanted to touch this point. Like, uh, it's not really an Atletico question, but it's probably more of like a football question for you. Uh, are coaches like uh, Simeone still like really uh, relevant in to today in today's game, where they employ a low block, where defense wins titles, and you just don't have to have like a really attacking game scheme to really go out and win titles?
1: Wow, that's a question. So the point now becomes this, actually, you know, Jacob, it's always about, you know, winning. You know, the thing is that no matter how much I say I am a proponent of good football, I want to watch, you know, fancy, expansive football there, here and there, you understand? Eventually, it comes down to one thing. It's about winning, you know? So the point now becomes is, If, after what point do you say, okay, enough is enough, like, we've played so much negative football and we're not still winning, you understand? So you say, okay, since we're playing this and we're not winning, then there is no point. But if you can justify the ends to the means, if the means justifies the ends, I think it's fine. And I think for uh, once upon a time, a coach like Simeone could, you know, justify that. But at this point in time, when he has this much investment in the team, when he's invested so much, because whether they like it or not, at has invested a lot in it. A lot, at least compared to other teams in that area. You know, they have invested a lot, so it's still shouldn't be like you know the way that uh you spend this much money and you still go and on the low block against you know teams like value you know you score one and then you go and defend for the remaining of the of the 70 minutes you know at the wonder for that matter not even away from them you know so i feel like uh it's not about that anymore but if you ask me now for example let's i mean what i don't know which team i can actually for example let's let's you know let's uh let's look at the table of, in Spain, for example, you can see, I know, uh, teams like Real, Real Betis or Rayo, for example, although I know they play expansive football, these guys, both of them, I would say, like, a team like Rayo, for example, I would totally understand how, why they would, you know, choose to play a low block, you understand? Why they would choose to play an ultra-defensive football, because, obviously, as they say, always go defense wins you this titles. you understand? So, by defense, they will have a way to, you know, bypass certain limitations. But then, one thing we always see about you know uh, about uh, coaches and managers who are so, I don't know the word to use there, but I just, for example, let me give an example of uh, Pep during his Barcelona days as well. Pep during his Barcelona days, like, they always had the highest number of clean sheets in the league, but they played also the most expensive style of football. So the best form of defense is attack. That's just it. I mean, for example, we could see, even with Marcelo, you know, uh, he was so good attacking-wise that no one dared to, you know, attack his for his wing, because you know that if you attack his wing, any turnover, it's a chance for Real Madrid. You understand, right? So mm-hmm. even we go, let's even go to the case. of, for example, Trent as well. Trent is always is also only being exposed because his midfielders and his defenders don't do their job anymore. You get the point. So, in my opinion, like. Would Simeone be the coach I would employ if I have a team? No. I mean, it's not even a most likely 100% no. But the point is, would I understand and respect what coaches like Simeone bring to the table? 100% definitely. You understand? Because as I said, like, it's, 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 I mean, let's not forget what Simeone has, you know, done for these guys, you know, and to be honest, like, even I'm trying to, it's difficult to find, you know, a lot of parallels with Simeone right now, but I am sure, you know, that there are still young coaches who will come up, you know, and still play the style that Simeone has played and still also achieve similar success, you know, because once upon a time, they will also, you know, say about Mourinho the same thing. People will talk about Antonio Conte in the same way, you understand? And they've all shown that this system works, you know. Firstly, build a foundation for your defense, and based on your defense, you build a point for the offense, you understand? So that's something, but right now, I feel like Diego Simeone and Atleti are caught in two, you know, in two worlds. Are they going to defend? Are they going to attack? Players like you know the Diego Godins you know the the what's it called the the Felipe you know Felipe Luises, you know. Stefan Savage, the you know the Kokeo of the part. I think Savage wasn't part of that you know that original team actually. He joined later. You know those those one fronts, you know the one fronts like they're no longer there anymore. Like those were like you know old school defenders. You Obviously, mm. Savage also joined, and also he's also an old school defender as well himself, you know. But right now, they're no longer, honestly, they're, they're, they're even, their soccer's falling so much. I mean, not fallen, but faded, rather, would be the one. Because right now, you look at defenders, and people come to you and talk to you about, oh, Van Dijk, he can ping the ball 70 yards, you know. Oh, it's Militao or Rudiger, they can bring the ball out of the defense, you know. Like, they're good defenders. But they're relatively good defenders. When you go back to the past five years, six years, you know what the likes of, as I said, that, what the likes of you know them, Philippe Louis were doing, what them the one the France were doing, you know the Carlos was what they were doing, you know the the Pepe's what they were doing. Like when you compare it to what the defenders of now and they do, they lack a lot defensively. You understand? But when you check about the gameplay, honestly, there's a there's there's an improvement there because right now the way football is going, like it's becoming more of a Uh, a game of uh, athletes, rather than, you know, a game of intelligence. That's why, you know, players like Tony Cruz and Luca Modric, like, they are premiums nowadays, you know. The players you can find that, I mean, we told you, respect Kamal Binga, Fede Valvadi, it's aggression first and then brains later, you know. That's the thing. That's the way football is going right now, so, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. It was just all (laughs) here and there, but...
0: Well, it did certainly answer a lot of questions, uh, but then, the slander about Kavavinga <laughs> and Welwarte—I don't know if I can digest that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not slander, honestly, because when you take, you know, uh, even when you look at play, a player like Gavi, for example, it's all aggression first and then brains later as well. You know, exactly. when you look at a player, you know, that's 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 something. But you know, when you look at other players, such as, for example, Dani Ceballos, like he's a player, you know, who is—I don't know—he's he, poetry in motion when he gets going. You know, but the problem is that he's been difficult to get going for the past couple of years, but hopefully we hope that this is the big break
0: he's been exactly. Like, uh, we Exactly. We all have really high high hopes Or him, especially like he has been able to replicate his real-best form, not just with his attacking plate, but with his uh, pressing as well, which is so important to today's game. But anyways, like uh, just to your point about uh, teams and coaches like Simeone not having a place in today's modern football like do you see Simeone lasting for at least a few more years in atletico or are they going to look for a new direction moving forward
1: i personally want him to stay because i feel like you know we've lost a lot of star power in la liga so like you know i think right now with all due respect to carl ancelotti and you know and xavi i think Simeone is a much more i think he is a MVP. I mean not MVP, but I would say he's the rock star of the coaches.
0: The most marketable coach in La Liga.
1: Exactly. The most marketable coach. Exactly. The, thank you. That was it. That was what I was looking for. He's the most marketable coach in La Liga right now. You understand? So I really want him to say that. But on the other hand, Inter milan are literally fought in with Inzagia in charge, you know. And as we know, uh Inter is also a club that is very dear to Simeon's heart as well. So I wouldn't, you know. And I feel like, you know, Simeone's style would also be very suitable for Serie as well. But then, I mean, Napoli this year has literally broke every single stereotype you know about Serie Every single one. Because yeah. even Moreno's treble winning team wearing this fluid, you know. I mean, obviously, we know Juventus were never that fluid, you know. But even Moreno's treble winning team wearing this fluid, you need to go back to Ancelotti's Milan to think of a team that is as fluid as Napoli is right now, honestly. Like, this team is, has broken literally Every single thing you think about C. A. This team has broken that myth and legend. I really wish uh, senior stays, but I can also understand that you know. I think he came in 2008 or 2009. I'm not sure. You know, it's been a very long time there, so you know, it's it's, it's it might be tiring, honestly. But I can really understand, like, if he wants a change of scenery, change of environment. But I would really, you know, love senior to stay, back, but honestly, I don't see that much. I think one, two years, and he's gone.
0: Especially with the squad that he's got, it's not just like like you mentioned before. It's not just uh, defend, and then it's it's not all mediocre players up front. Uh, uh, So it's like if they do get a good coach who plays attacking football, they can still make it in La Liga and maybe even in Europe. Uh, Which which that's like a strange thing, right? We always expect to see Atletico in the Champions League, like deep into the Champions League. We saw it like last year, but what do you think happened this year?
1: I think that's the thing, like, you know, as we, as I said, like, you know, it's just, they were caught in that, I don't know, in that, in the boat of two worlds, you know, like, as they say, you can't eat your cake and have it as well, you know, and also let's not forget, like, uh, with all due respect, injuries played a lot, I think there was a time when both Savage and Jose Maria Jimenez were out for, I think, for like six weeks, something like that, even they okay. playing the likes of, you know, exactly, and they had to be playing, you know, Mandawa and Kontobia as their centre-backs, you know, Honestly, and also the drop-off in form of uh, Jan O'Black has been outstanding, you know, it's been crazy how much he's dropped off, honestly, you know. Uh, I mean, he's still a very good goalkeeper, but he was a goalkeeper where you literally knew, you you know, even if it was an empty net, he could still fly out of somewhere and save the ball, you know, that's how good he was, you know. Well, honestly, like, uh, he has dropped back to the human level, you know, and it's expected, you know, like, we can't remain superhuman forever and ever. So, you know, that's, you also have to pinpoint those things as well. You know, injuries plays their part. And, uh, yeah, also, one thing also we also have to mention is although Saul has been there for a while, like, the drop-off of Saul also has been tremendous and it's affected them a lot. You know, it's affected them a lot. You know, there's just a lot of numbers that are there. But that's why I feel like, you know, Simeonim, I just want to call it today. Because, honestly, like, I think this is the first time that he actually has to do a total review. Okay, not a total review, but a major review. You know, because... As rightly pointed out, you know, while easing out the likes of you know Goudim, you know they were bring uh, they were bringing the likes of you know Savage, with Maria him, and it's like it was a gradual thing, you know, it was a gradual process. Like, but right now when you just look at it, it's like the team is totally you know out of it. You know, you have to replace Saul. you have to you know find a replacement for Savage, you have to look for fullbacks, you know, uh, Kp is gone, you have to find fullbacks, you know, uh, you have to find midfielders, you have to find someone to replace uh, or someone who will be rather. The next uh, João Felix or someone to replace João and so it's a lot of positions that you have to plug in. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot to ask. Honestly, but I think Simeone uh, can do it. But it's just about you know, would the motivation still be as high, you know, uh, as the first time around?
0: Exactly. After it's been what 18 years now. So if he joined in 2008, uh, that would be 18 years. I would believe, or more than that, or less than that.
1: No, no, around 15,
0: Yeah, 15, 16 years, maybe. It's yeah. still a long time, and then it's so weird that Sinunay has stayed on for so long, and then he's been still so motivated. It's just a testament to what sort of a character he has. Exactly,
1: exactly. Actually, he joined in 2011, actually, my back. Uh, I was checking
0: right now. He in oh, just... Well,
1: so that's, yeah. that, that's not been much then.
0: Yeah, but still, like, that's it's... He has led the Atletico resurgence of the last decade, I guess. Before Simeone, there was nothing.
1: Definitely. Before, exactly, man. Before Simeone, like, it was all gone, man. Before Simeone, it was all gone. Like, I think he, yeah, here it says he joined in the 11 12 season. So I think before that, he was all gone, man. There was nothing. There was nothing. That's why I say what he's done, you know, is outrageous, man. I mean, he came to the Bernabeu and he won the Cup, man. I don't know if you could recall I remember, but like he won the cup where he got, Ronaldo got red card. I think it was Mourinho's last match actually.
0: It was, uh
1: It was Mourinho's last season. Either it was not his last match, but it was Mourinho's last season, and we lost the final, you know, at the Bernabéu against Atleti, you know. And uh, I mean, Simeone will never will never get enough flowers for what he has done, you know, with, uh, at, uh, at Atleti, and rightfully so. I think I heard that he was the highest paid coach in the world, and I think he deserves that honestly. Because like I said earlier, he's the MVP of this club, honestly, like. He's the MVP of the club, and I think he's he, he's a he's a he's a superstar of La Liga when it comes to coaches. Also, uh, you know, he, he has all the credits in the bank. But every good thing has to come to an end. I hope it's not the end, but I will totally understand ABG's you
0: know. Yeah, it would really be a surprise if uh, this is Simeone's last season. Like, even if Atletico doesn't get a good result in La Liga, like, let's say, okay, I'll propose this scenario to you. What if they like finish in the Europa League places instead of the Champions League? Or do you think Simeone gets a sack?
1: I think it's catastrophic for, Serie, for, both, for Diego Simeone and Atletico. I don't think that happens. I personally yeah. don't see it happening, but I think it's catastrophic because the point is uh, Diego Simeone and uh, Atletico Madrid are so, so reliant on that money that comes from that comes from the Champions League, so I think it's going to be catastrophic. Yeah. But the point is, one thing they've shown us is that they know how to win European competitions. They know how to play European competitions, they beat, you know, uh, uh, sorry, beat the championship or beat, you know, the Europa League. I think they won the Europa League recently as well. Simonis, so uh, that's the thing. Like, so he's, he's uh, I don't know. He might just, you know, see that as an opportunity to win another trophy as well. So, never, also. But I said, you know, it's, 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 just all depends on what he thinks. And, but I don't think he gets the so sack. Honestly, I don't think uh, because the point is whether you like it or not. That's why you know fans have to be careful. You know. The devil you know is always better than the angel you know you know you might try to bring in a coach to play progressive football and you see that oh wow CBOD was actually doing magic you know so it's it's not just easy you know honestly so you always have to be careful about you know <clears throat> what you wish for as well so that's why you know it's it's not just easy to change that and especially you know when the players have been wired hard you know for a very long period of time to be to be playing in such a you know style of play and just bringing a coach so it's gonna take a time, a bit of time also, you know, to make that to complete that transition as well. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's, it's as I said, man, it's just it's, it's a 50-50 thing. Honestly, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Europa League is gonna be catastrophic for them because that means they most likely will have to, you know, sell some place that they would normally not. want.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, also, like, uh, even if they do finish in the Europa League, which I think, like you said, is really unlikely. I have a whole new respect for the Europa League, man. Especially after Barcelona's shenanigans. Like, how the fuck did Sevilla win all of those uh, Europa Leagues? How did Atletico win all of those Europa
1: Leagues? (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, I was seeing that. I think Barca has won one in 15 games in the, you know, in Europe against the top five leagues or something like that. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Do you know who are those? do Do you know? Those guys were in those in Barcelona's groups I DMK, mean, it's DMK, actually yeah. outrageous, man. It's the Benfica's the Dynamo cares man. I yeah. mean, with all due respect, Kiev is coming from a war torn Ukraine, man, and Barça still couldn't get points against those guys. I mean, God man, really, it's 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 I don't know, man. It's just you know the thing is that you see this and actually you come to you know honestly like. It puts a lot, it, it, you know, it puts into perspective, you know, what uh, Real Madrid does, honestly, like, especially in Europe, you know. It puts really into perspective because the point is we just, you know, know how to show up for these games. We, you know, I will always say this, like, we are not the most fanciful team, you know, but we know how to stay in these games. We know how to show up in these games, you know. But I don't know, like, you see teams like, you know, Barcelona, you see teams like, you know, uh Paris, you know. I mean, to some extent even Bayern Munich as well, you know. You see the Man Cities and, you know, the Liverpool's and, I mean, it's 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 just a testament to what Real Madrid does, honestly. Like, Barca are just shambolic. I mean, they're a shame in Europe, man, honestly. They're a shame. Total shame, man. You know. And they're, <laughs> they're going to be the reasons why, you know, pundits are just going to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, those guys are just, you know, Premier League is the king and this and that and this and that. I mean, honestly, but Credits where it's due, United and Ten Hag are on the rule right now, honestly. Credit where I think maybe just Dortmund and Napoli might be the better form teams in Europe right now. Other than that, I mean United and Rushford Ten Hag, Credit's when it's so. on the rule
0: Exactly. At the very least, like uh, us as Real Madrid fans, we are so blessed that we can never expect uh, an embarrassment in Europe. Because the team always shows up. That cannot be said for any other. I team. mean,
1: I mean, Ix came and destroyed you, man. So it happens. <laughs> it happens from time to time.
0: Just time to time? That's Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess uh, uh, do we
1: have any. Do we have anything in the chat, by the way, before we move
0: on, Sorry. uh yeah, uh, Suned, uh, just uh, mentioned that uh, Barcelona was missing important players, uh, but. That's the same thing, right? I was also mentioning earlier, like we, we were in, uh, like maybe missing a couple of players from the starting eleven, Barcelona were maybe missing like three players. Like, do you think like Real Madrid would have like such an embarrassment in Europa League if we were playing instead of Barcelona?
1: It's a shout to call that Barcelona missing important players. But the point is, Barcelona played with Pedri, Gavi in the first leg, right? Yeah. And they were lucky to not lose. Obviously, someone would say, okay, Barso should have gotten a penalty, but I felt like it was a very soft penalty. I'm talking about the first thing, right? And then yeah. Pedri got injured, and Gavi, I think, got suspended for a second, if I'm not mistaken. So, Frankie Dion comes into the middle of the park, man. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we are going to Anfield without Tony Cross and Tormain, no Froll and Mendy as well. So, it is what it is, honestly. So, uh, I actually think Real Madrid reacts in a different way. Because the point is... We've seen Barcelona in the past two, three seasons show us that even, you know, with eleven field players they still can't do it. I mean, hell, we've seen Barcelona with arguably the greatest player of all time show that still we can't do it. Yeah. So it's not about, you know, missing player or lack thereof, it's just you know about that mentality. It's, it's, it's not there, that's just it. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what Sunid is saying as well. Like it's, it's just the mentality that's uh, the difference. Um, so anyways, like uh, speaking about mentalities. Actually, like, uh, I think
1: one, one oh. thing one thing about this, sorry for that. I think also yeah. about the mentalities. is I think for Real Madrid, I think we're just, the players are being told like it's okay to win. It doesn't matter how you win. But I think for Barcelona, like you have to win in a certain style. Otherwise, you don't win.
0: Really? Like, do you think that's still valid in the Xavi era? Like we've seen a lot of games where they just... Ed start victories with counter-retting football and then they basically I mean, just sat
1: like, back. The Xavi the situation now is just a small sample size. Like, we can obviously, you know, base everything based on that. But I feel like, you know, generally across the past five, six, seven years, at least what I can say might be that. Because the point is, when you have the Xavi, Iniesta, Sajubi, Pedro, you know, David Villa and all those guys, you know, these are guys who are like born for this system. You know, these guys were like imbued in the system, they understand the system to the T, you know? But then, when you now shift away from that, and you have different players who have different education, you understand? Different football education. I mean, for example, we saw with what's he called, uh, with uh, Ernesto Valverde as well. He won two leagues, but he got the sack as well. Because yeah. apparently he wasn't winning enough. Obviously, there are the embarrassments in Europe as well, but I feel like that idea of that you have to win in a certain style also, you know, over the years has also affected, you know, the way that uh, Barcelona try to do things and you know, did, did, did. because the point is I feel like a team like us when we go one nil up against uh, what's it called against United yesterday I think it would have been difficult for United to come back you know even it, even though it was adult,
0: there's no question
1: very
0: man we're never go- losing against uh, this version of Man United even at their top form we just have like the better <laughs> mentality
1: <laughs> I mean the point is right, right, right now we are quite good as well so I will still Back us against this country. Exactly. I mean, the point is, it is what it is, man. It's Europa League, so it means that both of them aren't at the peak of their game, so that's why they're. Heck yeah. So yeah so let's I go. pray that I am not alive to watch us play in the Europa
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we as Real Madrid fans will ever see that in our lifetime. And...
1: Just... I don't want to get too cocky, but I pray <laughs> I'm not alive to see that, man. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, uh, just to get back into the Atletico game. Uh, like I said, uh, before Coké has been returned to the starting eleven, and so Atletico are on, on an upward ticker form. Um, but still, like uh, they still have these I would say experienced players still in their lineup uh, who don't, who are really susceptible. Like, we always expect Atletico to be really solid at the back, right? And Get those clean sheets, but the fact is that they just haven't been able to do that, even if they have like four banks, uh, two banks of four against like most La Liga teams, they just haven't been able to keep a clean sheet. And I feel like uh, one argument by some Athletico fans is that you play uh, players like Axel Witzel uh, in your defense, so he isn't really that uh, fast, he has he never has been, yep, especially, yep. especially with age. And those sort of things, but uh, we've seen, with again in the Champions League, like the longevity of players like Benzema and Lukemortals, like do you think this sort of uh, age is like sustainable for top teams for having players?
1: I mean, the point is, uh, if you want to talk about Axel Witzel not being suitable for that, first thing you have to know that Axel Witsel is not a defender. Right? He's a midfielder. So, you know, him being shown there, it also goes back to the initial discussion we had about, you know, the lack of personal that Diego Simeone currently, you know, faces. Well, I mean, we can't talk about age about that much because we saw in the game against Bayern Munich, like Sergio Ramos, I think he's 35, 36. He was the best Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, if not for him, like, God knows what would have happened in that game, you know. We're going to go to England and at Chelsea, we talk about Thiago Silva, he's 38 years old. I mean, Chelsea are conceding goals left, right, and center, and Thiago Silva is the best player. So imagine if a defender is your best player and you're conceding goals left, right, and center, how good must he be? You understand? So it's not just about that. And Thiago Silva is not fast. He has never been the fastest, you know? Yeah. The point is just, you know, like, trying to fit round pegs, you know, in square holes. And back to the, you know, the issue, the, the statement you're making with about, you know, players like look and Karim Benzema, you know, being so far... Uh, being so far ahead in the age, you know. Uh, I think the point is, sometimes we're a bit spoiled and, you know, we we, we take things for granted. But honest to God, like, there are going to be very few players who are going to be operating on that level at that age. Honest to God. Like, there are players you can name on just, you know, maybe two fingers or so. Because we, you, you would eventually see, like, players will deteriorate, you know. The point is, uh, we can look at players like even Fabinho, like, Fabinho was touted was as a world-class player, you know, just 18 months ago. 18 months later, like, Fabinho is better. I mean, even we had Greece say this. He was a Liverpool supporter. And he said, like, it's obvious for the past six months, you know, even before the season started. The last end you know, of last season, you could see how much Fabinho had declined, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there to see, you know. You look at like players like Jordan Henderson. like, They decline, you know, <clears throat> as the time goes. So I think it's just uh, we take some, you know, some of these uh, things for granted. But... We are looking at special players here, like honestly, like we players like, you know, uh, Luka Modric, Karim Benzema, you know, be Tramos, Traumos, be Thiago, Silva, like these are generational talents, and we are looking at, you know, exceptional players. So I think, you know, it's just not about that ball. Also, one thing you have to think is that modern medicine has been advanced so much that some players just even come into their primes at 30, for example. Yeah. So you have to give credit to that as well. But I think uh, the whole Witzel situation, I think it's just about, you know, fitting uh, square pegs in round rules. I think Witzel is not even a natural defender in the first place. So whether you like it or not, he's gonna, you know, suffer uh, with the transition to that, especially when he's not being surrounded by a lot of confidence. I mean, when you're winning five games, 10 games games in a row, you can easily slot, you know, a midfielder into a defense or vice versa, you understand. It's easy to just, you know, throw with that because you're in form every you know the morale is high so everyone is just thinking they're invisible and untouchable so it's easy to bet into this but when you know it's a crisis situation and you're just fitting you know square pegs and round holes, well yeah i think it's it's it's, it's, it's just you know it's a losing battle
0: yeah like especially for the t- team like atletico because uh they don't play odds on the back like mostly like if you look at their passing map especially like you find that Though the defenders, they don't pass among, amongst them to, uh, at all and they don't pass to the midfield at all. It's all like high balls to over to the wings. So, having a player like Witzel, like, it's just is a luxury that they don't need and they just need an out-and-out defender at their role. Uh, but yeah, like, like you said, uh, Atletico are out of options, especially uh, since uh, Stefan Savis was sent off against a, in the game against Getafe. So, they're going to be missing him big time. And they're really short of defenders. Uh, but, like, one interest like, the other interesting thing to note is, like, they do have uh, young players coming up as well. So, uh, Barrios, like, if you remember, is, like, a really exciting talent coming up. Uh, have you had a chance to watch him play?
1: No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not really that. Uh, honestly, I'm really that La Liga savvy person, so I wouldn't be able to, you know, give you a lot little... of. I mean, barring our games and occasional games where you just literally have nothing to do in the world except for, you know, watch shitty La Liga games with all due respect to La Liga. But yeah, I'm not like a La Liga savvy person, honestly, so I wouldn't uh, be able to give comment on that.
0: I would say, like, uh, just watching from Barrios play, like, uh, he's a really composed player for his age, age especially. Like uh, You would expect that from some, uh, someone who's maybe 24 or 25, but Barrios, uh, he seems to have that sort of composure that comes with age, and it's just been a good, sp- the bright spot of the season, I would say, for Atletico to have that sort of players coming into form, especially at this age. But apart from that, <laughs> uh, I would say like things are not looking up so far this season. Their attack hasn't really been firing, and... Th- just to point that out like uh, do you feel like losing Jao Felix at the midway point of the season was like a bad hit to them?
1: I mean Jao Felix's impact you know could is debatable honestly. you can't uh, you can't you can't really say he was a I mean he was more of a miss than a hit you understand. But, I mean, obviously, yep. there were patches, I think, last year, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah, last year, even in the run to the Champions League quarters, I think, there were patches where you could you know, see uh, how good, you know, Felix is. Especially, even at the World Cup, you could see how good Felix was, because I feel like Felix was the best player on the Portuguese team, you know, at the World Cup. So, you could see how good Felix was. You could also see that, you know, there was... I mean, always the... And he was not in hidden. I don't know why it was so, but... Uh, Simeone was always asking more from him. He was always asking more from you know, from the team. Like in their first press conference, he was like a Tom and Jerry kind of thing. So, yeah. Honestly, like, uh, I also obviously like Felix being on the pitch is a threat, you know, like because honestly he's a wonderful. Player, so like he can make it up and out of the blue. But I think uh, the return of Antoine Griezmann actually, you know, right now he's no longer playing sixty minutes and uh, he's no longer coming after the sixty minutes. And honestly, he's you know also hit a bit of form as also. Well. Uh, I think uh, that that you know he's now integral to the play, so I think that also negates the impact of Felix. So I think that also, eventually, Felix left for you know for the loan for the loan thing, yeah. And I think uh, with uh, with Morata leading the line, if I'm not mistaken, Morata is the line forward, later, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So with Morata leading the line, so I think uh, they have that kind of tandem that they have always had between you know, one big striker and Luis feeling feeding off of him. So I think that also uh, reduces the impact of uh, Jao Felix. It makes him become more of a winger or something like that, which I think isn't what fits him the best. He uh, prefers to get that free role, which is what Griezmann uh, is currently occupying. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be too, you know, disturbed about the lack of impact or like the diminishing impact of uh, of, of uh, Jao Felix.
0: Yeah, to be fair, like. I don't think Ja Felix is also coming back to Atletico because he seems like he's really happy at Chelsea. He had just comment about saying that uh, Atletico fans don't really like really value me that much. But Chelsea fans as soon as I came in, they had like a chant prepared for me.
1: <laughs> I so, mean uh, what's the man talking about? Man, he's gone there. I don't think he's won a single game since he's been in England and what is <laughs> what is being him? I don't think, I can't remember, but I don't think, I know, I think, I, I think he's caught, but I don't think he's won a game. Because I, I know he exactly. got a red card, he got an assist, he got a goal, but I don't think he's won a game since he, he's done every team win a match. So what's he happy about? So, the, I, I, you know, just, like,
0: just to put it into context, uh, the whole Chelsea team, they've scored less than Karik Menzima after the World Cup.
1: <laughs> and if, uh, I mean, that's, 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 that's outrageous, man, honestly. Like, it's, it's, and that's you know, that goes to show the bias, man. Like, you know, everyone just comes and I understand, I totally know that it's not the fault of the coach only, Graham Porter, but imagine if that if Porter wasn't English or British. Yeah. I mean what I mean we know what happened to Atita before he turned this around, man. Everyone was calling for Atita's head. Every single person. You know, so it just goes to show the bias there, honestly. So yeah, it is what it is for you
0: all right well uh, i'm just looking through my points so, so we did touch upon griezmann's form uh with griezmann like do you think he can keep this optic form for the rest of the season because he seems to have figured out his role in this current atletico team and do you feel like he can carry this team uh, towards greater heights especially coming next season uh in europe as well
1: i definitely think so because the reason why i would say this is that. Griezmann, irrespective of what has always happened at Barcelona has always proven himself to be, you know, a valuable player. But one thing we've always seen is that the spaces he's occupied at Barcelona was similar to the spaces to what Messi occupies, you know. So eventually when Messi left, he also left. Yeah. Yes, and so that's why we never could be able to see but whenever you watch France, you could argue that the best player, you know, was 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 Griezmann, you know. Obviously the stardust of Kylian Mbappé is always gonna outshine everyone on the team, the role of Griezmann is very important and he's not afraid to get him, you know, to get dirty as well and do the dirty work. So I think he's a player that, you know, that symbolizes uh, Diego Simeone very much. You know, he's someone that has the flair, someone that has, you know, the grit, will get in the mud, do the dirty work as well. And also, you know, he will be at the, at the end of, he uh, to also create chances and also, you know, will be a, a dangerous goal scorer himself. So, yeah, I think uh, I really am... Um, I, would, I wouldn't use the word short, sure, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we see next year people talking about uh, Anton Griezmann as a top ten there once again, because I believe that he's found a home. You know, he's back home, the team that you know plays through him. This is his team. You know, he has the freedom. Everything flows through him. So yeah, I think Griezmann is more than good.
0: Exactly, man. The man is so talented. It's just that, like you said, it's a shame that he and Messi coincided in the same era, and then he couldn't. Really express express himself in a team that doesn't need to defend so much as a, Atletico, and he could have like really outshone his talents. Uh, but anyways, like I feel like we have to uh, really talk about an old foe that we've faced before that we almost brushed aside, in the form of Memphis Depay.
1: This. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I swear I totally forgot. I think he scored, the last, he scored in the last game for Atleti, right? He did, yeah. He scored in the, yeah. Yeah, I think he scored in the game against Oh my Oh, uh, actually, he didn't score that. He scored in the game
0: before that. The Celta one, yeah. He scored against uh, Celta. It was an huh, 18.
1: Yeah, it, it was, exactly. It was like almost the end of the game kind of goal, something like that. Yeah, wow. I totally forgot about Memphis, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Uh, he's some team, <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's someone who had like big uh, talks before, like facing the likes of Real Madrid. But he, we've always managed to shut him up. But uh, I just want like uh, touch this point about us not, ha- not having a backup striker, especially since we had Karim Benzema injured, like at the start of the second half of the season, and we all of us fans were like calling out for like the signs for, uh, signings of like Edin Dzeko or maybe even someone like Memphis Depay. So do you feel like Atletico are like going to really benefit from someone like him?
1: I mean, definitely. I mean, for sure. I mean, if as long as, you know, because the point is <clears throat> Memphis is someone who is always, you know, thought he's always bigger than he is actually because I think, as you just rightly said, like he's, he's a, he has a big mouth if, if that's the right word to use. But I think, uh, I think Diego uh, Simeone is a coach that will be able to keep him grounded and, Honestly, I think uh, his contributions, you know, as a rotational option or, you know, even when the time comes, you know, as a starting choice in the centre-four position, he's going to bring a lot to, 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 to Atletico Madrid. And honestly, he gives, you know, a bit of something different to what Morata gives. So I think it's a very, very good piece of business from from Atletico, honestly. Very, very good piece of business. Uh, and I think he's... I think, honestly, like, this season is mostly gone, you understand? But I think yeah. if Simeone stays, you know, getting in a couple of players here and there having a good preseason, I think next season should be much more interesting to watch for you. Because when you look at it, like, you know, when you see players like, you know, Memphis, you know, Morata, and you see Griezmann getting back, you know, RDP also back to form after the World Cup, you know, and players like Molina and so on and so forth, you know, when you have a fit, team we can get, you know, Jose Maria Jimenez also, you know, back you know, fit and all that. So, I think it's going to be a really, really, you know, interesting team to watch next season. So it's going to, I think it's going to grow to, you know, look back like the previous athletic Okay, obviously it's going to be like the previous one, but at least it should, you know, be in the mold of that, you know, with players who knows, experienced players who might not be okay, the very best, but can do a job. You know, so that's, that's because for example, let's not forget about players like, you know, Yannick Carrasco and all that. So yeah, they've, like Carrasco has never been the best player out there, but he is a player who would more than do a job. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 what, that's what the kind of categories that likes of
0: me. So, yeah, I think next season should be an interesting. One yeah, man. Carrasco is, like, supremely talented. Like, he is probably the only one who makes things happen for Atletico, like, out of the blue right now. Like, the rest of the players, like, they're probably, like, system players. They depend on the players outside of uh, themselves to make things happen but Carrasco is someone who can just make things happen out of nothing so yeah uh, I I feel the same too like uh, they're probably going to have like a better season next year and let's just hope like uh, Barcelona like god forbid uh, even Atletico they have good seasons in Europa so just so that we can shut up these PL boys
1: I mean that's 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 a long thing Or you know the point is that whether you like it or not eventually money talks yeah you know that's the thing whether you like it or not eventually money talks so that's why you know you can see constantly the premier league guys are there here and there but the thing about it is that like although money talks you know sometimes also like heritage matters you know the history matters as well so which is something that at least we have to that we can rely on that things like you know barcelona and athletic cannot so unfortunately but yeah man it is what it is like uh, it's, it's 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 you know the, because i wouldn't be surprised this year to even see savior win the Europa game you know i mean because one thing is that you also know how to play that competition no matter how bad their good their form is so yeah. we wouldn't uh, surprise to see that as well but yeah man let's see how it goes
0: yeah and i guess uh before we get like head into like the real net lineups i'd just like to like touch upon one quote by uh, murata <coughs> uh it, it is in regards to the racism that uh vinicius has faced so far so it's he just says like if anyone in the stadium uh, there should be a zero tolerance policy to any sort of racism. So as soon as you like utter a single racist chant, you should be put behind bars or even at least uh, uh, escorted out of the stadium. So yeah, like at least like even though like we rail Madrid fans consider Murata a rat or something like that, uh, it still feels good that uh, players are standing up for Vinicius finally instead of just you know railing on.
1: Honestly, I'm still not impressed, because the point is, there are things that you should not... Uh... I mean, the thing is this, honestly, like, for me, I'm a huge fan of Klopp, because I always feel like Klopp is the person that I can relate to personally. Like, I feel like, away from the other coaches, he's a person who is a human being. Do you, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you were aware, but someone asked him if, you know, Vinicius was, you know, uh, was provoking this racist chance. You just need to see the reaction on cops face. You know, because like, and his response was like, nothing can ever, 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 you know, warrant such a thing. So the point is this, and I've said this over and over on our show that there is no room for racism. But if, if and if the same people are doing it over and over and over and nothing is happening to them, then it means that, okay, it means that, okay, the people in the, you know, the organizers, the managers, the owners of the competition are fine with being racist then. you know?
0: Yeah.
1: After a certain point in time, then you start to generalize and say, okay, all the fans of Atletico are racist. All the fans of Real Madrid are racist. All the fans of Spain are racist. And you start to generalize that, okay, all Spanish people are racist. This is the thing. When, if this keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening and no one is doing anything about it, no one is saying anything about it, then I'm sorry. Because the point is this. I want to believe that if a group of people are saying something, it's so audible that even the mics can catch up on this, then for sure the cameras can also figure exactly. this out. Yeah. Why isn't anyone, you know, why isn't anyone being, you know, arrested or like given a match ban? Okay, you don't... I mean, I, do, I don't know if you heard this, but in Brazil, I think last week, they brought up a, a new rule that says that any club who is found guilty or any group of fans who are found guilty of racism the club gets points deducted oh
0: wow you that's a harsh, that's her. a harsh punishment
1: oh uh, sorry i can't hear you man i don't know why
0: oh uh is it fine now
1: i still can't hear you
0: oh wow um uh, let me handle something in the mic you still can't uh, hear me? No, what just happened? No, like, everything's fine on my end. Yeah,
1: now I can hear you, now I
0: can hear oh, you. Oh, good man, yeah. As, yeah, like you said, like, uh, there needs to be harsh punishment to handle stuff like this. Otherwise, the uh, people are just not going to learn. They're, they're just going to continue uh, stuff like this and inexcusable. sorry
1: about your call again
0: i'm gone again you're
1: gone
0: actually um, can you speak hmm. now yeah yeah i am speaking but uh, i do see my oh, okay, audio sorry yeah
1: yeah now i can hear you man i can okay. hear you now
0: well, I, I feel like it could be on your end as well because like i feel uh, the connection is strong here oh it's a ear earphones okay anyways <laughs> Good point to stop there, I guess. Uh, so we are pretty much done with uh, speaking about Atletico. Uh, while we're waiting for faru to get back, maybe we can like, yeah, uh, hold on to probably discuss the real Madrid lineup. So if any, I just want to take this moment to say, if any of you guys are still in the chat, please to consider subscribing if you haven't already. Because it really helps us to, and gives us motivation going forward to continue speak, putting out quality content like this. And, well, yeah, like, Farouk, are you, like, is your mic and earphone set up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh. fine, man. It's fine. It's all good. Oh, cool. So, uh, should we head into the Real Madrid lineups then?
1: Definitely, sir. Why not? Let's do that.
0: Of course. Uh, so the big news is that uh, Rodrigo is going to be missing for the L Derby. Aside from that, I feel like uh, our attacking lineup should be pretty straightforward.
1: Uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, we don't look pretty straightforward because like there's always a discussion between Asensio and you know uh, Federal Valverde as well. But I think you know the return of Traoré should you know should. Uh, I mean, especially I don't know if that's going to be especially. But I mean, given the fact that we had a very calm and composed performance from uh, Edu Kamavinga in the you know in the game at Anfield, so I want to assume that he's going to continue uh, as a as as a midfielder or as a left back. Yeah, I think if we're going to start from the lineup, from the attacking lineup, you said right, from the attacking side of it. Yep. I'm going to go, you know, uh, Vini, Benz and Fidel already.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially if you need coverage on the wings, you it's an obvious thing to start Federal Verde. And if Tony Cruz is back as well as uh, many, we should obviously go for that lineup. I would say.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I totally agree with that because I think it's going to be you know the. Uh, I think Cruz might also get back in his eleven because you know he's played already at the, at
0: Danfield
1: and well, which shows that he's back to fitness uh Kroos is going to come into the pitch. So, as you said, you need that, you know, extra cover and that extra energy of,
0: you know, a uh, player like Fede Valverde. Exactly. So, I guess yeah, that's the attacking lineup there for you. Like, it's probably going to be Fede Valverde, unless, uh, of course, an- Ancelotti suddenly decides to, you know, start an attacking lineup of sorts with Asensio back in. But do you feel like, uh, you know, like we always... Uh, Try to bash Asensio when he has a bad game, but do you think against a team like a low block, like an Atletico, Asensio is going to be a valuable asset, more so than Federer Uh
1: Actually, I think honestly, like this season, I for me at least personally, like I've been more than satisfied with, with the contributions of Marco Asensio. Honestly, I wasn't expecting this much because I think if you remember in the summer, every time there was a news, I was always, yes, let him go. You know, when there's always a link, a rumor between him and someone. Honestly, this season uh, he has more than, in my opinion, done enough. But well, I just still feel like, you know, the situation becomes like some players are just untoppable. And Fedeval already fortunately falls into that category. So a space has to be made in the team. So the thing is that we know that he's not gonna touch a player like Luca Modric or Tony Cross when they have fully feet. So the only other option is to remove the winger and play Fedeval already there. Definitely. So that's the thing, honestly, like, well, as you said, like, we've always bashed Asensio and I think also we're still bashing for the things he has done last year and two years before. But I think for this season, like any level, you know, level-headed person, you know, if you uh, objectively ass- assess what's happened, you will literally see that Asensio has literally, you know, uh, obviously he's not playing at world-class level, but he's done more than enough as a rotation player.
0: Exactly. Oh wait, uh, Farouk, uh, Since I'm in the office, like there's someone asking me to like uh, verify if I'm still gonna be here. Like I, I think I've talked to him. Like, can you like handle like uh, the midfield lineup until I come back? Sure, sure. Okay,
1: yeah. just just do your, just do your thing.
0: I'll be back.
1: Okay. So, uh, okay. So we can we can we can see that Jacob even has his Real Madrid jacket at work. I think it's a bit blurry, but we can see the logo. Like it's it's so obvious. So you know that goes to show how much of a Madridista he is. Well, anyways, uh, so you know, going to the midfield, I think uh, we kind of just touched up on that as well because I am, as I said, like I assume that you know uh, Tony Cruz is back and Chouameni is back, so I'm gonna I'm expecting at least I hope that you know Kamavinga starts in the midfield and uh, one of Chouameni or Cruz plays, you know, alongside alongside Luka Modric. Well, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you know uh, Carlos starts all three of them, which is a Traoré, Cruz, and Modric and you know. Uh, since Kamavinga back <clears throat> to the left-back position, considering the fact that uh, David Alaba is out. But on the other hand as well, you know, Nacho gave such a good performance against uh, against Liverpool, you know, like, uh, well, it was a collective performance, honestly, but uh, Nacho gave such a good performance against Mo Salah, so I think he should have done enough to, you know, to retain the starting position, you know, at the left-back. But at least I will want to go and, you know, see Cross Ochoa many one of them with uh, mortgage and Kamavinga as my midfielders. I don't know what you guys will <clears throat> will want that to look like, but it's, it's 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 looking interesting honestly because I personally want the experiment of playing Kamavinga as a left back to just end honestly. Like I've really loved uh, his performances there, and I, I have also you know advocated for him to play in that position. But the point is, he's a young player and you know we need him to. Uh, to develop you know that understanding of of, of the position that he's gonna be playing but you know playing in midfield eventually so I personally will wanna see a midfield of uh Kamavinga Modric and then uh, either of Truamini or Cruz, with the second of which whoever misses out coming up eventually in the in the second half. Yeah man so Jacob you're back. Uh I am back we just we I I just you know run through the midfield team. I don't know what what you would think. I actually selected uh a midfield of Kamavinga, modrich and either of Choamini or Kroos with whoever misses out coming out in the in the second half of the game. Uh so how do you how do you see that and what about the defense?
0: I would say like yeah, especially like obviously like those guys are show-ins, but uh, for me, uh, especially if Cruz is like totally fit, he should be back for the athletical athletic game and because he's gonna be so important awesome. for playing out from the back. And uh, for, you know, trying to break down that low block that Atletico or, or, so are also obviously going to have. So I feel like Tony Cruz has to be more of a show-in than locomotives actually, for this game.
1: Hmm, I see. Well, that's, 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 that's something, honestly. That's also something. Because, uh, I mean, because I think we have a game on Wednesday or Thursday against Barcelona, I think.
0: I think it's uh, Thursday.
1: I'm not exactly sure, but, yeah, so I think maybe because of that, you might want to, I think that's a very valid point because you're in the age and you might want to, you know, rest the man to, you know, get uh, recuperated and, you know, gain some energy. I totally get that, but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We will see what eventually happens, but, you know, it's a, uh, it's, a it's a semi-final against Barcelona, so, and I personally have said, like, I have lost hope in the league, so, you know, <laughs> a cup double be a bad team, so we can, you know, uh, fight for that is what do you think about the defense? How do you see the defense falling out?
0: Okay, so we know for, for a fact that Alaba is out with injury. Uh, so, is Mendy back? Uh, for do you know? No,
1: nah, Mendy is not back. I saw the, the stuff, the uh, squad.
0: So, we pretty much have like one sort of left back left in the squad, which is Nacho. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be Rodiger and Melito, man, like, uh, plus Carvajal. Like, uh, I don't see any other way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that, but actually I was just thinking before you came back that, uh, you know, um, Carlo could decide to play Kamavinga as a left-back as also, well, you know, always that, but I think, you know, uh, I just feel like Nacho, you know, with his performance against uh, Mosa, and Liverpool has more than earned, you know, that, uh, that position for himself, at least yeah, he has earned a starting berth in this derby, I don't know if you share the opinion at all.
0: Well. well, yeah, that could work uh, totally, man, but... Uh... Like just the thing to remember is that uh, Marcos Urente is going to probably start for Atletico and he's a really fast and efficient player and obviously he's an ex real Madrid player so he's going to have that vendetta and X-factor against us. So it's going to be really crucial for whichever defender is going to be play- playing on the left-back position to have like a really good defensive and solid game. So maybe Kamavinga is in the right player for this sort of uh, situation, but... <laughs> Uh, probably Nacho can do a really good job like he did against Salah.
1: I definitely I, I share your sentiment as well, but you know, it's Carlo and you know the, the he he's been paid the big box to make decisions, so you know we never can tell how it's how it's gonna be but yeah man, I mean I would be comfortable, much more comfortable with Nacho playing that role, you know. And uh, we've seen how it how it flows through. So I guess if Nacho plays, you know as a left back, so I guess we have no other choice but then to play uh, Militao and Rudiger together. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> again, with with you know with uh, with Carvalho, so we just run off the back four. So that's 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 up that for the game. I think most likely. I most likely think that's going to be the starting back four, barring you know a uh, 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 flip from Carvalho to But I think that should be the back four, and to complete the back five would be Tibo Koto, You know. Looking to redeem himself after the uh, after the mistake, you know, at Anfield. So, hopefully, fingers crossed. Let's see if uh, he can pull one or two, you know, uh, rabbits out of the out of the hat in this game and you know make super saves as what he does, and get back to yeah. his <clears> himself. <throat> yeah, man. I think with that, we can we can you know come to the end of the lineups, and I guess we should just you know uh, go through the predictions and you know tell how we think the game is going to pan out.
0: Yeah, just uh, just a side note before we go to the predictions. Uh, for me, like I'm really glad that uh, these sort of like uh, mistakes come from big players in these sort of games that don't really matter because like in the end we managed to like win against Liverpool and I'm just so happy that this didn't happen in a semi-final or a final final against like a really big opponent. I'm not saying like Liverpool is a small opponent, but it's like this was a manageable game. <laughs> and I'm just so glad that the mistake happened in this game. I totally get
1: where, where your sentiments are like you know these are inconsequential mistakes and i totally get what you mean by you know in a bigger game in the sense that a game that has a lot to learn because as you said like in a semi-final or in the final you know this is uh this is going to be so catastrophic but yeah it's it's you know it's all for the good and lucky like, for us you know alison decided that okay like he he cannot you know let team will do his thing alone so he has to
0: Alright, uh, well, just to predict, I'm just going to predict a uh, 2-1 victory. No, maybe 2-1 is too safe. Uh, I mean, I'm a Real Madrid fan. So probably go for 3-1. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory in this one. Because I think it's going to be quite a tight game and athletes are going to also, you know, as it's a derby, so they're going to bring the A game and all. Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory. Hopefully, you know, uh, another Vini goal. You know, really doing his doing his thing, doing his magic, or dancing around the pitch. So, yeah, let's, let's let's see how it goes. Well, I think it's gonna be quite a tight game, and uh, one goal is just gonna be all that's gonna separate the two teams. So, I hope you know the goal comes our way, and we have a good game. Although I'm not looking, I'm not looking forward to a good game, but I hope you know you have just, a I don't know, a teeny tiny, you know, bit of hope that yeah something might happen. But yeah, let's see how it goes.
0: No man, but as we all even though we are uh, Real fans and our priorities like to win every game like i just hope to like for your sake that we have a really entertaining game on our hands as well before we face off against barcelona all right yeah man
1: um, i hope so as well i hope so let's let's see how it goes my interesting game
0: exactly uh so with that uh like uh if anyone who is still on our uh, podcast, still turning in, if you haven't subscribed, do hit the subscribe button. Along with that, uh, we are also active on social media. We have some excellent posts. So please do consider following us on our socials down there in the descriptions below. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank uh, Real Madrid Committee to because of having them uh, being here, the journey for all of us. And uh, yeah, they have some really good, good content on them on, social media as well on Instagram. So, yeah, do give them a like and a follow. And with that, Farooq, you know what to say.